and welcome back to the Talk of Fame podcast. I'm Kaima Tignin. This episode I've been seriously been dying to do for such a long time. I've been following her work for a while now and I'm super excited to have this conversation. And I'm also super excited. I'm probably, I'm going to say super excited for a lot during this interview probably. But I'm so excited to introduce Seelan Azumadi. How do you say, is that how you say or how do you kind of pronounce so it? My- First name is just like English, Celine, you know, Celine Dion. But mm. my last name is even tr- tricky for Turkish people. It's Uzunaldum. All right. But, I'm going to re- restart with them. So I'm like, okay, like, if you can't do it, it's fine because every time, like, even if, with Turkish people, they have to go, is that what? Yeah, so hello everyone and welcome back to the po- Talk of Fame podcast. I'm Kanila Tini and this episode has been seriously been dynamic for such a long time and I've been following her work for a, like a long time now. Her work has been, is seriously amazing and I've been dying to this conversation and I'm super excited excited to introduce Celine Uzumadim, who is a founder of Girl Up and Girls Who Code and co-founder of Girls Who First. Girl Up is a leadership development initiative welcoming girls and youth of all gender identities to advance gender justice worldwide and girls who code are trying to change the face of tech. Also, she's a national youth activist for UN Women. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Everything like you CCA are doing is amazing. And how are you? Are you most importantly? Thank you so much. And thank you like for your kind words and for this invitation. I wouldn't have missed it. Um, again, like we've talked talked about this before, but I just love doing stuff for youth-led movements, youth-led organizations, and especially if the person in charge is a girl I'm like always on board like anything you want <laughs> yeah I'm like everything uh, everything if it's like girls and youth I'm for it for sure I'm like yeah. I'm in immediately <laughs> so uh I'm doing great thank you it's a little hot in Turkey right now it's um 33 degrees but oh. it's fine <laughs> you know climate change remember mm-hmm. the time where we cut all those trees yeah mm-hmm. that's that did not end well, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like with me, it's like all my neighborhood is like surrounded with trees. So I'm like, you better not cut it down for me, please. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I honestly, I wanted to get hotter because it's, it's already like hot here in Pennsylvania. That's like, it's like 80 degrees in one day, 70, 60. Like even if it's summer, there's like one day, it's like hot, sunny. Next day, it's like probably like 60 rainy. I'm like, are you serious? Like, it's always, it changes every single day. Yeah, I, I relate too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Who does relate, honestly? Like, everyone has to relate to, like, different types of weather, like, 80 degrees sunny, then 60 degrees rainy. Like, it's always, like, changing every single day, whether it's, like, in the summer. Like, this summer's actually have been pretty crazy in terms of, like, hot weather, cold weather. It's, like, it's been kind of all over the place. Yeah, 100%. Again, climate change, although some people still deny it, and I don't see how you can, like, deny a scientific fact but that's mm. what people are up to nowadays exactly <laughs> earth is flat so. yeah <laughs> yeah like how did you um i'm kind of curious like how did you kind of like your how did you like your passion start to kind of empowering girls especially youth so um 
I feel like I've always been very interested in stuff like gender equality and mm -hmm. empowering women and girls, like as a girl myself, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew this was an important topic. I knew femi what feminism was, like give it or take. But the thing is, I realized that I didn't re really pay attention until one one occasion happened, which was uh, we were having a family dinner, very casual one, and talking about future and university and jobs, etc. And my brother, who, who was like six or seven years old at the time, just said, you know what, you don't have to worry too much and stress too much about this. Because if you cannot get into a good college or cannot get a get like a well-paid job, you can always get married and your life would be saved and spared. This mm -hmm. is like working and going to university is an option for women. Yeah. Though for men, it is mandatory because we have to be like the breadwinners of the house. Mm -hmm. And I was just so shocked when he said that because again, he was like six or seven around those ages uh, where you don't really know about misogyny, not intentionally or the gender gap, etc. Yeah. But and I personally always felt like I grew up in a very um, open, inclusive, diverse family, mm -hmm. a very, you know, gen we always care about gender equality and women empowerment. Um, so I was very shocked when he said that. And that was a moment when I realized this, this issue that we are facing is much bigger than I have anticipated or realized, because mm -hmm. it is such um, an issue, such a normalized thing in society, such a social norm that it is buried in a little child's thought structure, you know, mm -hmm. even though he doesn't see that from our circle, our family and friends, he witnesses that in the television, like in movies, books, and mm -hmm. with his friends, maybe, I don't know, in school, etc. So I would, and I thought, you know what? he is going to be he and like his generation will be the leaders of tomorrow and i don't want that thought structure that mindset to be the leaders of tomorrow we have we need to change something this is the 21st century so that was like kind of the spark for me uh and i got in touch with my school uh and our principal to talk about the thing what we could do and I found uh the he for she movement which is initially started by UN women and after doing a little research I saw that he for she was not um and what was not um performing as active clubs amongst high schools and I said you know what why don't we start this why don't we bring this to high schools and make active start active clubs and with my high school support uh, with our principals and vice principals and teachers, uh, they were incredibly supportive. Uh, me and my friends brought um, he for she to high schools and it spread. It, it was incredible. Yeah. So that Ooh. is how it all started. It's amazing, especially with being like so young. Like how old were you like when you kind of started doing everything? I guess like 15 probably um 
yeah, probably I would say 15. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Like, especially at a young age and like realizing that, like, I know like, a lot of people, especially at like 15 years old, like don't realize like what feminism, gender bias and all those terms are. And especially with having that conversation with, was it your brother, right? You said? Sorry? Was that, um like, did you have the conversation with your brother? Or yeah. Like, yeah. 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 My little Especially brother. <laughs> having like the conversation with your brother, um, like in like realizing like, oh, like we do kind of see that thing on TV, like where men are always like doing all the hard work while women are being like the mother, caregiver, like taking care of the family or definition of like a housewife, you they will usually call it. And like when they do all these type of things. When young girls and women watch those type of things, they're like, oh, I have to be a housewife if these girls are are a housewife or a mom or a wife or whatever it is. Like, when they see those girls or women doing those things, they're like, what like, do I have to get to? Which is actually crazy because when we watch those TV shows or movies, it portrays how much we see or do and like it makes us very much self-conscious in terms of, like what am I gonna do I'm older or do I have to do this or I have to do that like it's just crazy how much media it really impacts it and you yeah. see like so many women and girls kind of starting to make that change at a such young age and realizing like oh this is something I should do to advocate for but if it wasn't for my voice if I don't use my voice I don't know what voice I can use it for but of course I'm a woman, so it's like, why not use, like, use my voice for such a important cause than this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. And the media is just something else, as you said. Mm -hmm. And again, we are born, we were born to this, like, very globalized um, and tech-based world in the, in the 21st century. And media plays a huge role in mm -hmm. in reinforcing the gender bias and gender roles for example especially in our country turkey like it's such a stereotype that somehow everyone just owns a, like big companies mm -hmm. and big businesses and obviously it's always the men who is in charge exactly. who is also a little bit stoic you know that stereotypical like quote-unquote like men and they're always like living in this massive big mansions which is obviously not um does not reflect the reality and women don't really work or even if if they do work they are assistants or like uh like a, in a junior position who most of the time end up with end up being with um the main character who is again the boss the ceo of the company the man who was in charge and women who are living in those mansions are just always dolled up you know and just wandering around the mansion all day with their other girlfriends and most of the time it's them gossiping about other women and putting each other down etc this is like such um a brutal um story to tell is such a brutal mindset to reinforce and so stereotypical while we're trying to do all of these things so if you're someone who likes watching tv and don't have like you know um other 
services like Netflix or Disney Plus, et cetera, like only this kind of content, then this narrative is going to be the only narrative that you see and grow up with, which is very, very alarming. And violence, again, like gender-based violence is something we see in the media a lot that are like embodied in the stories that the shows want to tell or the movies. And it is just, again, like almost um, normalizing gender-based violence, saying that, see, this happens on TV. This is normal. This is part of life. Like, yes, it is part of life, part of reality, part of life. But that doesn't mean that it should be. It doesn't mean that it should be happening. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. Like, like you said better than I ever could, honestly. Like, <laughs> like I, like I want to ask you, like, did you see the Barbie movie yet? Oh, are you kidding? I saw it on the first day. <laughs> really? Like, I, yeah. like, I, like, I literally saw it twice. The movie's actually like seriously amazing. Like, I want to ask you, like, how did you feel about that movie? Like, I know, like, with a lot of people, like, have like multiple, like, have like mixed reviews. Like, some people like it, some people don't. Like, I want to ask you, like, how do you feel about the movie? Okay, first of all, um, I actually actually really like Barbie. I mean, I liked it my whole childhood. Yes, mm. of course, I get the narrative that it reinforced um, beauty stereotypes, just, you know, um, little waist, you know, blue eyes, blonde. Like, I get that it reinforced beauty standards, and I'm obviously very against it. I've dealt with imposter syndrome, and, um, and uh, eating disorder myself. So obviously 100% agreeing with that. However, when we look at the old Barbie too, it has, it had, you know, classical music, ballet, horseback riding, ice skating, and just friendship and sisterhood sense and just being good on your own and not necessarily needing a man to solve your problems like it had these beautiful beautiful messages as well so i think it we should talk about those um two not instead but two and with the live action barbie movie i honestly loved it mm. and the, when i look now and see um the backlash i can clear i can just say that yeah you know because of backlashes like these we need the, the, we needed that movie and we need more movies like that mm. because it's so real it's and the message is so beautiful i mean i i honestly loved it yeah like i see here like i've seen it twice over the last like i think like like past like month now it's like it's seriously like the best movie i've seen like in a probably long time it's like like, I don't know when was the last time there was a movie like Barbie with this mission. Um, I mean, like, it's probably been a long time since there's been a movie like that. And I think, like, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling played the roles very well. I don't think anyone can yeah. play the characters as much better than they can. Like, they did it so well. They did it perfect. Like, they really were literally perfect as Barbie and Ken. Like, they were such a great duo. And it's like, when I saw the movie... Like, I think every girl, well, maybe not every, but most of them play with Barbie dolls and are kind of knew what Barbie was. And so, like, with growing up with Barbie and knowing what Barbie was, I was so excited to see this movie. But when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, like, it really, like, bright opened my eyes. Like, when I saw it, like, it kind of, 
opened my vision a little bit to kind of empowering like a female president, female government, female reporter. Like they had everything female, but then then later in the movie, I don't want like I hate spoiling things for people. It's a little spoiler, but it's like when they at like towards like the middle end of the movie, they switch the like well Ken switched the government everything to Ken. Um, Ken Dojo Jojo House or what was called like that. It's which all like awesome Roger Dojo or something like that. Yeah, and like to literally switched um Barbie Land to Ken Land when Barbie was in the real world. And I'm like, like once that's happening, I'm like, are you serious right now? They had to switch all over to women. Like, are you serious? There's always that to happen. But it's like it was really eye opening to really like what like woman had to face in the real world though like it was like it was just a great message to see like how much men really like to take things from a woman over like um the government reporters and stuff like it really was showing like the reality of female roles and stuff like that 100 percent. and just adding on um when i was a little girl i honestly had so many barbies and I remember just, you know, seeing, oh, this Barbie is a teacher. This one is a doctor. That that, that one is a vet. That one is like an ice skater. And just mm-hmm. seeing all of those jobs and like occupations and seeing that as like a woman, you can be anything you want was so powerful to me. I would wake up one day and be like, oh, I want to be this because Barbie is like, I'm literally like playing with um an astronaut barbie obviously i i want to be an astronaut now you know it's mm. i think it's such a powerful tool to be honest and just the details of the movie like i i've only seen it once but i'm sure there will be more details to catch mm. when i see it for the second time it mm. i think it is a very powerful movie um and ken's song deserves a grammy <laughs> oh wondrous end like it's they even have like a tiktok dance on tiktok with yes. that song yes. and I'm like, it's like literally the exact same dance moves ken had to dance in the movie which i'm like tra- been trying to learn i know i know honestly it's on my spotify list uh, <laughs> that, you know maybe i'm the fan that, um, song at the end of the movie was it like with doji cat or something no n- no not doji cat Nicki minaj at the Nicki end of minaj, the movie yeah. that song is seriously fantastic i can never like that song's literally like been on my mind for like the last couple of weeks since i saw the movie i know ever since the movie came out every time i work out it's it's all it's the only music i can play when yes. i'm working out you know Literally same though. But um, <laughs> I know this is like a little like different t- type of topic. But um, yeah. you recently joined the advisory board for Fast Company. Like, how are you feeling when you joined them? Like, because I know like Fast Company is such a big company. Yep. Like, it's very popular. Like, how did you kind of feel about joining them? Um, first of all, I'm super excited. Um, it I joined the team like around a month ago so it's pretty still pretty new but and they invited me to be part of their gen z advisory board um again based in turkey uh we are formed uh by high school students university students um young entrepreneurs and activists all across turkey and basically we will be uh you know contributing to interviews and blog posts 
pieces, written pieces or researches, um, data, et cetera. Um, and just, you know, be part of the editing process and just contributing in any way we can really and uh, attend panels and just take part as uh, in speaker role or moderator role, et cetera. So um, just, I feel like Past Company is very much keen and interested in um, involving young people and Gen Z to be part of the decision-making processes and really make sure that our voices, our ideas, needs, and demands are included. And we, we do have a seat at the table, mm -hmm. at the decision-making table, which is very, very important, you know, um, especially as Gen Z, like with Gen Z, the parts, um, the rates of youth participation uh, start, started rising rapidly. Uh, and we, I feel like we're such a, you know, different generation. Uh, we are super aware of what's going on around the world. And I think we are really good at looking at our society and see uh, the reflections, uh, like the global reflections and see the interconnectedness and the reason and how to find holistic solutions uh, we're very, very much aware about sustainability and inclusivity, diversity, equality, and just awareness, being aware. Um, so I'm so, so glad to see that Past Company is really taking the lead to make sure that uh, our voices as Gen Z are included in every aspect of life, and especially Past Company being um like you know initially a business magazine a massive business magazine and gen z is now uh, entering the workforce is an incredible opportunity to show um the power the power that we can have if uh and when we, we join forces mm -hmm, for sure and to see like a company kind of trying to make change for especially gen z to have like gen z university students interpreters like people in turkey like to kind of get their ideas on topics whether they gender equality women empowerment or climate change for example like when they have gen z come in and be part of an advisory board and give them their ideas and opinions like it shows like how much they care for gen not only minimal or something it's hard to say minimal and gen z and to get both their opinions to kind of like get their ideas and kind of figure out like oh what should fast company do to feature for to help gen z or gen equality it just it just means a lot to see how much impact and change is going next couple of years especially in 2023 yes 100 100 and i'm just again very um excited and honored to be part of this um, incredible team. I'm very looking forward to see what the future holds. <laughs> yeah, and how does um, working with the UN Foundation kind of help you develop your skills in your work? So UN Foundation is just a joy to work mm -hmm. with. They're incredible. Uh, I'm very um, active with their Girl Up organization slash movement mm -hmm. so um girl up is was basically started by un foundation mm -hmm. over um a decade ago if i'm not mistaken or around those times 
Um, and basically the purpose of Girl Up is to help young girls, adults and girls, and uh, to find their inner strength and empower them to speak and like use their voices. Mm-hmm. And this can be about sports, STEM, um social uh like um how do you say it hold on let me rephrase and your interest can be around sports or stem or climate or gender equality girl up finds a way like creates a very powerful platform uh and programs for you to advance your skills and knowledge on whatever topic that you are interested in this can be linking you up with mentors or uh taking courses um or giving you funding if you have a project and just being be uh, a part of this um beautiful sisterhood and support system too i mean the amount of support i've received from my girl up um family is like around various topics really is was just incredible and I'm so um, honored that I am like a girl leader there. I am ve- I'm trying to be very active um, and just participate in any and support in any way that I can, because I feel like especially like UN Foundation and Girl Up are just organizations that really walk the walk rather than just mm-hmm. talk to talk. They are very, you know, um, open about the things they are able to do, they're not able to do the things they want to do and how they can do it. They really are interested in involving us in the process, especially like the girl leaders and giving you a platform to express your ideas and demands and needs. For example, there was um, a terrible, terrible earthquake uh, disaster in Turkey on February this year. And Girl Up, kindly offered me their platform to write up a blog post about the earthquake, my experience, and the things that um, youth did in Turkey to help the earthquake zone and the ways that the audience could help. And just, you know, um, for example, I had the opportunity to do an interview with uh, Laura Terroso, who is just an incredible director, and uh, for her latest movie about my father, and Girl Up, again, kindly offered me uh, their platform to do this interview and share the work. So it's, again, just like an incredible organization that mm-hmm. I'm super honored to be a part of. For sure. Like, Girl Up is seriously such an amazing organization. I've been following them for maybe probably a year now, and this is the work they're doing, and everything they have to offer is seriously so inspiring and it's just like we especially the UN Foundation I've been following them for a long time too and like both both organizations ha- are seriously doing such amazing things and like and like I just love how they just give like their platform and people that work for them or advocating for them so many opportunities which I love yes same here same here and um I know with you were involved with Girls Who Code right yeah yeah, I am. <laughs> and, like, I know, like, me and you kind of talked about this earlier, but, like, what are kind of some of the kind of basics of coding or, like, like once you guys started, like, what are kind of the basics of coding or kind of how to get involved with coding and stuff like that? 
Yeah. So the interesting thing is, um, my parents are both like avid coders. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, um, growing, my mom is a computer programmer and my dad is a computer engineer. And growing up, I had zero interest in computers and technology and coding because just I was so full of it, you know? Um, yeah, that's the same exact way, honestly. Like, I don't care about one specific thing. That's the same exact way. Exactly. Um, but on high school, I realized that there was a massive um, gender gap uh, in the extracurricular activities, you know, in more, more like math-sided, like coding-related clubs and like extracurricular activities, they were mainly formed by boys and the more artistic clubs were um, formed by girls. So uh, I reached out to my high schools, again, I was a high school back then, um, the coding team, like the robotics team, uh, Ultimate Robotics, shout out to you guys. And I asked them what we could do um, to involve more girls in the team, in the coding team. And they were more than happy to um, join forces. And together we brought the Girls to Code movement to Turkey. And with that movement, we also started Girls Who First campaign, which was a social media campaign uh, that encouraged um, young women, especially who were involved in the STEM field and they're on like just posting from their own field work. And with when you would like click on that hashtag, you you could you were able to see hundreds of young of women all across Turkey uh we're doing engineering robotics and coding and just just science and it was like a support system kind of like a sisterhood sense you know just uh, saying that you're not alone we got you um and with girls to code um we were we did so many like workshops and seminars and forums and uh we brought even like ceos or um managers from big tech companies and invited them to our school to um, give us like kind of lectures almost or do meet and greets with other people, other girls. And our main purpose was to basically um, show them what a scientist could look like and they could be one of them and just, you know, encourage them to take, to participate in uh, science and teach them the basics, the most basics of coding. Because I know Python like a very um, basic, like the beginners level Python myself. But that doesn't mean um, I shouldn't be involved in these kinds of movements. Because although I'm not um, very tech savvy and very interested in um, coding, there are literally thousands of young girls all across the country who are interested and they have the skills and they are like naturally talented, but yeah. they cannot participate uh, and just advance their skills and work because they're not given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that is not fair. We need to do something. Yeah, and also like, like I know like a lot of girls don't have a mentor. I know as well, yeah. because like when they, girls are interested in like STEM or robotics and stuff like that, like, 
they might be interested, but don't know how to learn that stuff. Or you gonna have a mentor again to be able to. I know with mentors, like I know each girls are all about mentorship, and so like with having a mentor, it changes everything. The way you go into your career field, learning, getting opportunities, like having a mentor really changes everything. No matter if you're in STEM, um, robotics, um, sports, whatever it is, mentorship is very important. And even especially in STEM, like STEM, there's not a lot of girls in STEM or robotics and, and or ideas that are surrounding it. So it's very important to get girls, no matter what age, in high school, elementary school, college, or et cetera. Like it's very important for girls to tend to STEM. And we just need more women and especially in the media or girls like you to advocate for that to kind of get more girls involved. Um, I could not agree more. And with like, as you said, mentoring is so crucial in my opinion. And I am very lucky to be part of the executive board of um, Etre Girls, mm -hmm. which is all about mentoring and linking mm -hmm. you up with uh, mentors and with powerful, incredible, mm -hmm. uh, successful women who have been through this. So yeah. um, if anyone is like looking for any mentoring program um, or support in that sense, I would highly recommend reaching out to Etre, Etre Girls. Um, mm -hmm. They are also a wonderful, fantastic organization to work with. For sure. And like the last thing I wanted to ask you before we head off is um, how can people contact you or learn more about you? So um, you can always, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram threads and Twitter. But if you want to reach out to me personally, um, I'm very active on email, <laughs> something I should work on my uh, work on uh, for my mental health and well being. Mm -hmm. um, but you can reach out to me on email and you can find it on my Instagram uh, bio if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm always more than happy to connect with um, other people. And if you have any questions or requests and anything, you can always um, reach out to me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And everyone, thank you so much for coming on and listening. I really, really appreciate this. And having you listen, this episode was seriously amazing. I love getting to chat with you. I hope everyone kind of learned as much as I did in this episode. And if anyone has any questions regarding this episode, feel free to reach out to me or Celine, and we'll answer all the questions you have. And yeah, thank you for listening, and thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it so much. Of course, my pleasure. Thank you so much for this wonderful interview and for the invitation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Of course. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye.